Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. All right, what's up, y'all? Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Heart. My name is Dominic Insinius. I'm the leader here at The Heart, and I want to before we uh, get started uh, this morning, there's a few things that I want to share with you. At the uh, towards the end of the year, if you've been if you've been with the heart for longer than a year, uh, then you'll know we do something at the end of each year called Waymaker. Um, and if if you haven't, I'm going to give you a little bit of vision of, of what it is, why we do it, and the impact that it has. So we at the end of every year we have what we call uh, our Waymaker offering. This year it's going to be on the 10th of December, and what we do with that, the goal of that is y- y'all are already generous throughout the year. So uh, it's uh, anytime we talk about money at the heart, you know, you heard Matt say it earlier. I'll say it anytime we talk about money that it's all uh, about a choice. There's never an obligation. This is not a church where, you know, we kind of, you know, look, look at you until you give and, you know, watch the plate go by and then, you know, we're satisfied. It, it's, it's like anything else. It's like how you pray or how you read the Bible. It is, uh, it is a choice. It's a choice for you in your journey of faith. And there's never any guilt attached to that. Now, when it comes to our Waymaker offering, what we, what we're, what we do with that is each year we pick uh, 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 something that's on our heart, uh, a, a, a plan, a goal, a vision that will help propel us into the next year, right? So we've had uh, the chairs that you're sitting in right now came from a Waymaker campaign to be able to uh, uh, have the funds available to have these chairs and that kind of thing. And we, we've done uh, campaigns before where we've been able to uh, uh, boost our savings up to have rent for the year. Uh, so there's no stress on that. And so it's always been a really great opportunity for us to kind of propel forward into the next year. And so for this year, you're going to hear more information about it in the coming, uh, in the coming weeks. But I wanted to just to give you a little bit of vision of what, may, what Waymaker is, sorry, and the, the impact that it can have on this community, on this church. And, and speaking of this community, I want to say real quickly, uh, I know that I'm uh, preaching to the choir, literally preaching to the choir here, but I, I want to say a quick word to those that are listening on the podcast and those that are watching online or you're watching the YouTube later. We have a saying around here, and the saying is that you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. So if all you ever do is listen to the podcast or all you ever do is watch the videos or you watch them every now and then and you never come in here, you're still part of the community. You're still part of the church. You don't have to be in this building to say that you go to church here, or you, <clears throat> excuse me, or you can never tell people you go to church here. I don't want to. I don't want to tell you how to live your life. But uh, I'm very grateful for for y'all that are here, for y'all that listen online, for y'all that watch online, and for y'all that share uh, what the heart is doing in your life with the people that uh, are around you. Now, I uh, I want to get into our message today. This is the second week of our message series called FOMO, and if you missed last week, oh, it was a good one. <laughs> FOMO means fear of missing out, and I want you to be very fearful that you missed out on last week's message, but you can still catch it online. Fear of missing out, right? This idea of, well, if I do this, I won't be able to do this, right? If I stay home, I'm missing this party, but if I, miss, if I go to this party, then I'm missing movie night at the house with the family or with the friends or with the kids. So it's this fear of whatever we do, we're missing out on something. Now, I, I, I don't mean to give you FOMO about Connect Group, but Connect Group this past week was legit. We talked through FOMO, we had a bunch of good conversation, and it actually, through Connect Group, 
made me think, I, I want to redefine FOMO or maybe re, 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 redo the words that are in FOMO. So FOMO is fear of missing out, but for today at least, and maybe for the rest of the series, we're going to call FOMO fear of missing opportunities, right? Because FOMO kind of suggests that you're this over-socialized person who double books things on their calendar and like, you know, I, I, I want to do this thing and I want to do this thing, I want to do this thing. And I know not everybody's like that. Some of us are perfectly content staying home and relaxing or reading or watching TV or just doing nothing. Some of us are perfectly content in that. So if we talk about FOMO in just the sense of you're missing fun if you don't do this, then we miss out on the people that don't really feel that way. So when we talk about fear of missing opportunities, that I believe is something that we can all get our hands around and really move forward with. So for today, FOMO means fear of missing opportunities. Now, I don't know what your journey of faith has been like, and maybe you're at the beginning of it, or you haven't even started it, or whatever it is. My journey of faith started when I was in my early 20s, and I was going to uh, this particular church. Um, I knew a few people there, and I was like, well, maybe I'll try this out, and kind of, uh, you know, whatever the phrasing is, met Jesus, gave my life to Jesus, whatever, just committed my life, whatever it was, okay? So committed my life, and I made this decision, and I'm all in. I'm the kind of person that just jumps all in to everything he's doing, even if it's for the next 10 minutes. And so, I, uh, so, I start, so I'm going to this church, and one of the things they started talking about was being in God's will, or it's God's will to do this, or it's God's will to think this, or it's God's will to say this. Anybody else go grow up uh, in a church that talked about God's will that way? A few people? It was always about God's will. Are you in God's will? And I don't, if you're anything like me, okay, I don't know if you think like me in this, but I started to think, well, how am I supposed to know? How am I supposed to know if I'm in God's will? I don't know. You know, there's some things in the Bible that says, well, it's God's will that you do this. I'm like, okay, well, sometimes I do that. Does that mean when I don't do that, I'm not in God's will? And I started to develop this very low-level anxiety of never quite being sure if I was in God's will. And maybe you don't worry about being in God's will or not, but there's something about the decisions that we make. There's something about the decisions that we make in our life, and if we're making them for the right reasons, right? Are you making decisions in your faith, uh, and you take the time to pray, and you do these things that you want to do, and you're still not quite sure? How are you supposed to be sure? What if you're not in God's will, God has a plan. Maybe you've heard, if you've heard this before, God has a plan for your life. I used to think, well, what if, what if I'm not following that plan? What if I'm off the books? God's not putting any signs in front of me. And as they say that, there's a sign that says turn right. Like, I'm going left. I don't know why he's putting that sign in front of me. How do I know if I'm, how do I know if I'm doing what God wants me to do with my life? How do I know if I'm following the path that God wants me to follow? How do I know if making this decision is going to grow my faith or hurt my faith? How do I know if this relationship is making me better with my faith or, or, or making it worse? How are you supposed to know? I hope, I'm, I hope I'm instilling in you a sense of dread in the decisions that you have coming up in your life. I want you to feel dread. It's coming up on Halloween, you know? I want you to feel dread about the decisions you have to make because we're going to resolve it here at the end. This is what, what, what happened to me, and I know you're not exactly like me. I, I know that... When I talk about these things on Sunday, obviously I'm speaking from my 
perspective, but I think we can all relate to this idea of when it comes to decisions that we need to make important decisions in our life, how do we know, how do we know we're making the right choice and how do we know we're not missing out on a better opportunity? How do we know we're not missing out on a better opportunity to grow our faith or to be connected to our community or to be connected with God? How do we know we're not missing opportunities? Maybe you can see there how a a little bit of, maybe not stress is the word, maybe not anxiety is the word, but a little bit, a little bit of that foam, a little bit of that fear of missing opportunities. Now, there's a couple of verses I want to look at today. Now, as we get into these verses, it's actually going to be the same verse twice, and we're going to look at it in two different translations of the Bible. So when it comes to the Bible in general, when it comes to translations of the Bible, the Bible is a collection of books, uh, it's a collection of letters, it's a collection of poetry, songs, and we put all these together and we call it the Bible. And it was written over 2,000 years ago throughout centuries, different parts of the Bible, and it's all been collected. And then what we have tried to do over the years is translate this ancient language and this ancient culture into words that you and I can understand today and can maybe, if we're lucky, apply it to our lives and grow our faith. That's the goal, right? And the truth is there are so many different translations of the Bible. There's so many different translations that take different approaches. Some, some, and I'm not a Bible scholar, so don't, you know. Some approaches, some translations of the Bible try to get word for word, Okay. Some translations of the Bible try to get idea for idea, right? Not necessarily word for word, but what this is trying to say is, I think this, so let's do this. And, and some translations are kind of a mixture of both. So what I want to do today is I kind of want to show us, I want to show us how depending on the translation of the Bible that we're reading, it can change the way that we approach our faith, and it can change the way we approach a potential missed opportunity. So I want to read for you, and you might be familiar with this verse, and it's okay if you're not. I want to read for you Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And I'm going to read it first out of the New Living Translation. It's a very popular version. You might have uh, one of these Bibles at home, or you've seen it in somebody else's home. And even if you don't have a Bible, you know, there's no guilt there. Don't worry about it. I want to read Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do. And he will show you which path to take. That's, it's not highlighted in the book. I highlighted that for you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So, if we're reading this, and you get stressed out about things like I do, then what you're hearing is, what you're seeing is, and maybe what you're understanding is, as long as we are depending on God and not our own understanding, and we're seeking his will in all that we do, as long as we're, maybe we don't know his will yet, but we're seeking it. Okay, I don't know what God wants me to do in this particular decision, but I'm seeking his will. And if I'm seeking his will, then he'll show me which path to take. 
Now, I'm not saying that God doesn't show up for me, but there have been plenty of times where I needed to make a decision and I didn't know which path to take. Maybe there's been times in your life, maybe recently, maybe in the past, where you have needed to make a decision, a pivotal decision for your faith or for your marriage or for your parenting or for your job or in your own heart. You had to make a pivotal decision and you weren't sure which path to take. And I, I can guarantee you there have been plenty of those decisions where you felt a peace about one area and you took that path. But I wonder if there have been decisions that you have needed to make where you weren't sure which path to take. And maybe that made you delay the decision. Maybe you made a decision anyway and you would fret over, was that the right decision to make? Did I make the right move? I don't know. I don't know. And I, maybe you never will know if that was the right move. Maybe you will, you, you'll never know if that was the right decision to make. And if we constantly think, I don't know if that was the right decision to make, then that's when we start to get in this area of the fear of missed opportunities. Now, what I want to do is I want to look at that same verse in a translation that I, uh, I usually use here on Sundays called the Passion Translation. Same verse. And look at how it's translated, okay? See if it reads differently. You tell me. This is uh, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6 of the book of Proverbs. It says, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. So far, so good. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision that you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do, and he will lead you wherever you go. Does that read a little bit different to you? Let's go back to verse 5. Oh, there we go, right here. Trust in the Lord with all, uh, trust in the Lord completely. Do not rely on your opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you, and he will lead you in every decision you make. Now, just for me, personally, selfishly, okay, uh, maybe you're not here, maybe you're not, uh, like I said, you don't have the same stress as I do, or you get stressed out about the thing, same things, but I read this verse... And I feel like, well, now I don't feel any pressure to make the quote-unquote right decision. Now I don't feel like I have to make the right choice. I have to choose the right path. Because what I see here, what I'm understanding here is whatever decision I make, God will be there leading me along the way. See how that's different? It's the same verse, and it changes my whole approach to how I make decisions in my faith. It's the same verse and it changes my whole approach on how I, how I get connected with God and how I can trust in God. Now, when I come to a decision where there's two options or three options or whatever it is, now that low-level stress, that fear of missed opportunities kind of loses its power because now it's not which path should I take, it's which path will I take. And no matter which path you choose to take, what we see here in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is that God will be with us and guide us through that path. In fact, I wrote this down for you. Trusting God with each decision doesn't mean you'll make the right one. Isn't that great? Isn't that encouraging? Did you come here to be encouraged today? <laughs> Trusting God with each decision you make, it doesn't mean that you'll make the right one, but, but, and this is a big one, he'll be with you through any decision that you make. That is the juice of this particular verse. 
That is the connection that God wants to have with us. I doubt, and I don't know, this is an opinion, this is not fact, I doubt that God is interested in you having fear of missed opportunities your whole life when it comes to your relationship with him, when it comes to your faith, your opportunity to grow in your faith. But if you can make the choice, and it's not an easy one to trust in God. Sometimes it's easier than others. Some decisions it's easier to trust God in others. I'm sure you've experienced this in your life. There's some decisions you make, and like, I got all the trust in the world. God's got this in his hands. And there's some decisions that we need to make that we feel like we need a little bit more control over, or there needs to be a right decision here. Well, let's let Proverbs 3, 5 take a little bit of that burden off our shoulders. Because in each decision that we make, God will be with us, guiding along the way. Not the right path, whatever path we choose, he will lead and guide. And that's when we have every opportunity to practice trust. If you've ever thought your, your, your faith or, or where you're at in your faith, that you wish you could trust God more, well, let me give you the opportunities. The opportunities that you have to trust God is every decision that you make. Every decision in your life or at work, in your marriage, in your relationships, in your parenting, every decision, you have an opportunity to trust God. Not if you make the right one or not, but to be in the journey with you. You see that? To be in the journey where every decision you make, you have a chance to trust him along the way. Not to make things perfect. Not to always make the right decision. But to move along in your faith with God. We've had messages, you know, like this before, and I'm sure you've experienced this in your life. It's sometimes the difficult things that happen to us that grow our faith, right? Sometimes the, the longest-lasting relationships are the ones that have gone through the hardest times together. So as much as we want to avoid that, as much as we want to always make the right decisions, sometimes, sometimes making what we might think was, quote-unquote, the wrong decision can lead us to grow in our faith. Still opportunities to allow God to guide us. Still opportunities for us to trust God, even though we make the decision that we wish we could take back. I wrote another thing down for you that I want to share with you. Fear of missing an opportunity will skew your perspective on every decision to be negative. And I know I'm saying that like an absolute but if we're always worrying, if we're always in fear of a missed opportunity, then no matter what decision we make, we look at it negatively. Because we're seeing it as the trigger of our missed opportunity. And I don't want that for you. I don't want you to have a fear of a missed opportunity. I want you to fall forward into your faith. Even if it's a mistake even if it's the quote-unquote wrong decision. What an opportunity to trust God even more. I, I, I dare even say that it's, it's not very difficult to trust God if everything's going your way. <laughs> I guess God's got everything figured out. See this parking spot I got? Donuts? Kolaches? Could this Sunday get any better? Next, next Sunday, we'll have an opportunity for you to trust God and have no coffee, no kolaches. You're really going to have to trust him with that decision you made to come to church. <laughs> We're not going to do that. We're not monsters. 
Last thing I wrote down for y'all is trusting, or sorry, uh, every minute, every minute you spend, okay, so I know this is a mouthful, but I really feel like I needed all of this for you, okay? Every minute you spend fearing you've made the wrong decision takes away from the power of putting your faith in God for the decision that you did make. Every time you're fretting over it, every time you're fearing it, every time you're wishing you could take it back, every time you're second-guessing yourself, every minute that you do that, every time you do that, you are removing the power that you have to grow your faith by putting it in God for the decision that you did make, even if it was the one you didn't want to make. Even if a couple days after you made the decision, you, know, you see, uh, that was the wrong one. That was the wrong decision to make. I wish I wouldn't have made that decision. And obviously there's time, there's, you know, healthy times to reflect on decisions that we've made. I'm not saying never think about it once it's in your rearview mirror, but what I'm saying is, what would it look like for your faith to fall forward, not always look back? If you made a mistake and you keep looking back, you're missing, you're missing what's out here. And what we want to do, and, I, and, and, and you know, I'm saying this for you. I'm speaking for you right here. I think what we want to do is we want to grow our faith. We want to move forward in our faith. And the way that we can do that, the way that we can do that, one of the ways that we can do that is no matter what decision was made, Maybe you got a big decision coming up. No matter what choice you make in that decision, you are empowered by God, with God, and through God to put your faith in him no matter what that is. That's this beautiful circular reference that God has put in us in our faith, right? He has given us the power. He has empowered us to choose to put our faith in him. God wants to work in us, he wants to work through us, and he wants to be there for us no matter what happens, no matter the decision you make. If it was the right decision and everything works out good, keep it going. What a great opportunity to trust God. If it turns out not the way you wanted and you find out it was a poor decision to make, what a bigger opportunity you have to grow your faith. If growing faith is your game, then you want to make bad decisions. I mean, you don't want to make bad decisions. (laughs) But what an opportunity we would have to grow our faith with each decision that we make, no matter what it is, no matter what it is. So there will be opportunities that will be exchanged, but we don't need to think of them as missed opportunities. When we see them as missed opportunities, that can pull us in the direction, that can pull us in the direction of second guessing, that can pull us in the direction of regret. And those experiences, those experiences of second guessing and worry and regret, they do not grow you, they do not grow your faith. So what I wanna encourage you to do, I wanna encourage myself to do, is to say whatever decision I have coming up, maybe some recent decisions I've made that I have been fretting over. What an opportunity that I have to say with this one coming up, I'm gonna choose to trust God. I'm gonna choose to, it's a choice. It's only when you choose to trust God that you can really step into it. You can't be forced to trust God. You can't be obligated to trust God. 
It's this amazing choice that we get to make. And God's there with us the whole way, the whole way. I was talking to, I was talking to someone a few years back. And they said something that kind of made me think. They said, God's love for you is unconditional as long as you choose to accept it. And I was like, I don't think that makes sense. God's love for you is unconditional, full stop. That's the power of God's love, right? Power of, of God's love is it is there for you all the time, whether you want it or not, whether you're ready for it or not, whether you see it or not, whether you accept it or not. God still loves you. Maybe you've had a relationship like this in your life where someone's not accepting your love, but that doesn't mean your love stops, right? If someone's not ready to be loved by you, it doesn't mean you stop loving them. So what I want for you, what I want for me, is not to, not to worry of these missed opportunities, not to worry over these decisions that we've made. And, and the decisions that are coming up in your life, obviously you want to take some time to make the right decision. I'm not saying just fire from the hip and let, you know, Jesus take the wheel. That's not what I'm saying. Or do it. Live your, live your life. I don't care what you do. What I'm saying is, is that we take the time to pray over decision or, 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 you know, to do the research or to talk to trusted people in your life and, and you do the best you can to make the decision that you want to make. But once it's made, watch your faith grow when you say, okay, I've made the decision, so I'm going to trust God in this decision. Not trust God to make it easy. Not trust God to convince me it was the right decision. That's not trust. Trusting God along the way says, I am here for what happens, and for whatever happens, I will choose to let it grow my faith. What, that, that's, the, that's, that's how we're empowered. Isn't that incredible? You are empowered to say, whatever happens, I'm going to let it grow my faith, even if it's bad for me, even if I cry, even if it's difficult, even if it's terrible, no matter what happens. I'm going to choose to trust God, and I'm going to choose to let that grow my faith. I promise y'all, watch your faith grow when you make the choice to do that. If you could close your eyes and bow your heads for a moment, I want to pray with you this morning. Instead of us being a community of people that have this fear of missing opportunities, I want for us to be a community of people that says, whatever decision I make, I will choose to trust God. Whatever decision I make, I will choose to let it grow my faith. So here's my challenge for you. With your eyes closed and your heads bowed, this week, I want you to practice this one time. Maybe you have a big decision coming up. Maybe it's going to be a small decision. But for one decision this week, I want you to consciously say, I'm going to choose to trust God in this position, in this, in this uh, decision, no matter what happens and I will choose to let it grow my faith. If you want to take that challenge with me, on the count of three, put your hand up. Let's do it. One, two, three. Put your hand up real quick if you want to take that challenge with me. Okay, put your hands down. Let's pray. God, we're so grateful for the empowered faith that you have given us. God, I pray this week that you would give us strength and courage and guide us through the decision that we need to make. And God, I pray that whatever decision that is, that we'd be able to boldly trust you throughout that decision, and throughout what happens. Thank you for being there for us, for being there with us, and for being in us. God, we love you, and we pray that in your name. Amen.
Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows.